everyone. This is Elena Mozaner, and this is Mind Over Matter podcast. And today, I'm going to, I'm going to be speaking with a special guest, Char Tosi, who is a founder of Women Within Organization. She's also an author, and she wrote the book, Discover Your Woman Within. And I'm really, really excited because it's truly a special day, and I'm really honored. So welcome, Char. Thank you so much, Ilana. I am so happy and thrilled to be a guest of yours today and um, looking forward to our conversation. See what we can discover. How are you today? How am I today? Yes. Today. Okay. If I were to check in, I would check in as being excited and uh, calm. Mm. Both. I I could say the same thing. I'm excited, calm. I was a little bit nervous because it's it's. In, I was looking. I was really looking forward to this interview, and I have many questions that I want to ask. But also, I want to I want to trust the moment and see what comes up. Um, okay. I some some of my friends and colleagues do know that I took the workshop, and as people are watching, I'd like to say that. The reason I wanted to talk to you today, it's because I have participated in the workshops. Mm -hmm. I took the signature workshop called A Woman Within, Mm -hmm. also the follow-up workshop uh, called uh, the Wholeness Mm -hmm. Workshop. And then there are a few other uh, workshops that you can do. Skills. skills. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I took skills. And of course, I've, I've sat in some circles, both in New York and California. And, um, I really found it, it, it's a profound organization and on so many levels. And um, the fact that you, you've built it many, many years ago, I understand mm-hmm. 30 years ago. About 35, actually. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an amazing, amazing work, a huge organization. Let's talk about it. What, what is Woman Within? How would we explain it to someone who's hearing about it for the first time? Yeah. Well, you know, that's, it's a little tough to explain it, but it's also, uh, my belief is that every woman really wants to achieve their highest potential. And because of past traumas, uh, just life, they get stuck in several different places. And so it's important that women realize this workshop is not just focusing on Uh, just one problem, let's say you're going through a divorce or something like that. This is about finding ways to really empower yourself to be the best woman you can be, whatever that may be like. I mean, we, we get women that are like 80 years old that go through the weekend and we just honor all of their past uh, achievements. And we get young women, 18 that that are coming into the uh, adulthood and, trying to find their way. So it's, it, it's a way for women to explore who they are and how to really become all that they are. And it's women helping other women. Yes. We say that it's, it's the organization is led by women only, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so. the, all the women that lead it have gone through the weekend and have been trained through in our processes and are very skilled at delivering the program. And I do want to say it's experiential, which means that when you're at the weekend, you're 
almost constantly experiencing something. It's not like you're going to have a lecture or anything like that, which some workshops are. So this is very different in that you're engaged and involved if you choose to be the mm-hmm. whole time. Um, that and most people choose to be, right? Yes, most people do. We occasionally get someone that, that thinks it's going to be a spa weekend and bring their makeup, but we that yeah. doesn't work this weekend. <laughs> so it's yeah. not a it's not a, a spa weekend, but and the when I participated, I understand that everyone has their own unique discovery and a mm-hmm. unique result after the weekend. And what what are some of the common things that women walk out with after completing the weekend? Can you repeat that? What, 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 what are some of the things that women get at the oh, end of the weekend? Yeah. Like they okay. leave the weekend and is there, like I t- I'll tell you briefly what was my discovery, right? Okay, so great. For, for me, when I did it, first of all, I loved the the aspect of the unknown. And I know mm-hmm. we can't talk about a lot of what happens in the weekend. Right. Uh, like you said, the, it's an experiential weekend. There are processes, there are um, visualizations, there are meditations, mm-hmm. but it's not just your regular meditation that you go into and sit in meditation. It's, 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 it's rituals, right? There's some yes. rituals, uh-huh. kind of like mm-hmm. games almost in a sense. Yeah, you you get you, you get to participate in some sort of like a theater almost. In a <laughs> right, good good yeah. description. Yeah, yeah. So that was for me. It was almost fun on some level and entertaining because you go into a theater, you, you don't know what the theater is going to be like, and and you go into that experience, and every moment something is happening. There's 15 minutes of this, 20 minutes of this, half an hour of this. And then you just don't know what's going to come in. So that's right. to me, that was an, an element of discovery. Every every half hour, you're discovering something, you're discovering mm-hmm. yourself. And then of course the the there's art as well. We should say mm-hmm. that there's art, there's music, mm-hmm. there's singing, mm-hmm. um, beautiful songs that mm-hmm. also can come out of nowhere. And um, the fact that women are supporting other women is yeah. really different. You know, yeah. it's, it's different. And as I don't know if I can say it, but if if not, we'll cut that. I remember mm-hmm. woman, a woman said that only women can understand the wound, the wound mm-hmm. of another woman. Right. right? Yeah. 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 And the other thing I want to mention is we have a very large staff. It's not like just two or three women run the weekend. I mean, we have leaders, but we also, uh, women's staff, we can have as many as 30 staff people there so you really are supported by a lot of women surrounding you yes and and usually the the weekend has about 30 participants as well right 24 something like right. that right yeah 30 30 is our max and mm-hmm. yeah and it can go down to 24 so see the the audience uh, is now hopefully beginning to understand more about the weekend because when i talk about the weekend to some of my friends there are times I feel like I'm, I'm speaking, but it's not either resonating or they're not quite understanding what it's all about. So I, that's why I thought that having a conversation with you can be even more useful to help mm. people that don't know what it is, uh, understand more about it. So 
there are women supporting other women and, and it's almost one-to-one, right? One-to-one. Yeah. yeah. It's, you could really say that there's times when it really is one-to-one. Um, yeah. And, very, and we break up into small groups. So it, you do get a lot of individual time. Mm-hmm. And coming back to that question, what I experienced is the discovery and the element of healing. I came home um, and I remember I came to Central Park and I just laid on the grass maybe for an hour. So I was just laying there and not thinking about anything, just processing. And um, I cried a little bit. I was relieved, but also there was a sense of acceptance of the feminine, acceptance mm. of who I am. Yeah. 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 To me, that was a profound takeaway. And then I went to a cafe, ordered some coffee or or tea I don't remember and I was just looking at women particularly like after the weekend because there were so many women and they were connecting with you through eye contact through Mm -hmm. words Mm -hmm. and uh, you the connection was so profound and I was looking at these women and I'm like I see I'm seeing them and they're all beautiful they're sisters they're amazing they're having their own journey and uh, it was just really supportive like I looked at women completely differently at that point. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, after every weekend, I think I've staffed hundreds of weekends. Um, and usually I'm flying somewhere. But anyway, I walk through the airport and I look at women and I realize that underneath their, underneath their face is probably pain. Uh, and what, because what I discovered the weekend is there's, there's uh, every woman has a, some pain that they need to release and know that they're okay, that their pain's okay and they can heal whatever mm-hmm. it is that's there. So you're right. It's, a, um, it really does increase my, uh, my love of women and my, my desire to really be there and be compassionate with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things you've heard women receive after the weekend when they go home? Yeah, well, one of the things you mentioned about the feminine, uh, one of the things that the um, the women's rights movement did um, was to to tell women that in order to be okay, you need to be more masculine. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of women threw away their feminine, their femininity, or it was looked on as being not good enough. Or so what we hope to do in the weekend is to honor the feminine part mm-hmm. of women and not to get rid of anything that's masculine, uh, which is the, the, the doing, going out into the world and, and doing what you need to do, but to realize that you also, I love your example of laying in the grass. Also, you need to learn how to be and just accept the beautiful feminine part of you. Um, in fact, one of the things we use at the weekend is the color pink. And it's been interesting that some women come in. I hate pink, they say. Uh, and, and yet that's our way of saying um, this, even though it's sort of a, an old image to say girls are pink and boys are blue, that doesn't fit anymore. But anyway, it's a way of saying, accept your feminine and, uh, and let that be okay. It's, it's, it's really, really important. In your letter, you... On, on the website, you talk about um, feminine strength. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I'm curious, what is our feminine strength? Because you are right. There are, there's still that rush for the masculine and I can yeah. totally relate to it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, going through the weekend, I did honor on more my feminine. I remember that, especially during the wholeness workshop, which we'll talk about it. That was a whole another level, which was took me to the next level of acceptance. But when I first came to America, you know, I came by myself mm. And, uh, well, I, I was an exchange student, so I stayed with the family. And then after that, I traveled back and forth. I came to New York. I was by myself build, building my life from scratch. It was not mm-hmm. easy. And uh, I remember that sense of wanting to be strong. And it did help me, you know, wanted to be strong. I, I, I saw how in Russia, masculine was more ahead. It was more on top of things. Mm-hmm. Especially after the collapse of the Soviet Union, the country was in such a vulnerable state that everything was collapsing and crashing. So right. we as women saw men get so fast, quick, aggressive with right. things. And they started building businesses using the fact that market economy was coming to Russia and democracy. So they were the first ones to start building things. But women were behind, mm-hmm. which caused... And which uh, that was my research in the documentary I made 10 years ago, which caused caused this the stereotype of uh, Russian women, you know, mail order brides, sex workers, mm, and so on and so right. forth. Because women just, they weren't as fast, maybe, as men, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So things have changed, obviously, dramatically and, and, and profoundly. But this was a very, very difficult time, which explained a lot of, uh, you know, what where Russia was and where women were and, and men were at the time. So, and um, I remember seeing men and, and thinking, I want to be like them. Like, why are they successful? Why are they building mm-hmm. companies? They're successful businessmen. They're aggressive. So we need to be like that. Yeah. And, then, mm-hmm, and then there was this rush. I came to New York for many years. I had this masculine energy in me, which actually wasn't that great for me if I wanted to have family and Mm. be a wife. Mm -hmm. After your weekend, which I did in September of 2016, in my 30s, I got married two months later. Yay. Okay. Yeah. It was was a miracle. Of course, there was a lot of work that I've been, I have been doing. It was woman within, it was other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But it, it, all of these things kind of, stacked and helped me move in that direction yeah. where I embraced my woman within. So right. that, was, that was really amazing. What is this feminine strength? If we see women go after the masculine, it's amazing. It's strong. It's forward. What is our strength? Yeah. How do we encourage women? I think one of the feminine strengths is the ability to, to what I call hold space for another person, another woman, another a child, and what that means to hold space is that we really are there from our hearts, not from our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if you look at women today, they're, they're really becoming leaders because they can listen. They can listen to others, not all women leaders, but a lot of them really have the ability to listen. Whereas men, the masculine, I'll say, is, is really more or less just, just say it and get it over with. <laughs> but it's about being able to listen beyond just the words, but really paying attention to the body, paying attention to the intonation of the words, 
and and really being present from your heart. Um, and mm. uh, that's to me a, a huge feminine strength that wow. I have found in women is that ability. Wow, this is what you're sharing is it's it's truly profound because this is important for us women to recognize and see our power in it because from it we can be leaders. Yes. And, and what's mm-hmm. yeah, I was just gonna say what's so exciting is that women are balancing now their masculine and their feminine, which is incredibly um, powerful. Um, so it's really cool. So the balancing of masculine and feminine, I right? Get to that part as well. And the 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 our special ability, as you said, our ability to hold space for another person, to listen. Mm-hmm. And to be present, this is not easy. No, it's, it's not. not easy. No. No. And why do you think it's not easy? Say again. Why do you think it's not easy? Oh, why is it not easy? Well, I think it is the, it's our tendency to always think about how are we going to respond to whatever someone's saying. So we're, we're like uh, two minutes ahead of them instead of with them. And that's the one thing we really teach our facilitators on the weekends is stay a step behind mm-hmm. the, the participant is they lead us and, um, and we need to use our feminine strength to be patient and stay present, even though there's things that, that I want to say or something I think is great advice. But my belief is that every woman has the answers inside of her if she's just heard. And uh, unfortunately, we have not been taught how to listen and how to really hear someone else. So mm-hmm. fem- and, and I, there's men that can do that too, but I think it's maybe coming from their feminine side. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, this, is, this is very true. And it's, this is something that once again, for us women to realize and understand it is our power. And we don't need to try to rush and to be masculine right. in order to lead. In fact, a man can learn from our feminine. Maybe it is time. And I see men, in, in, my husband is one of them. He's, he's able to be present. He's done Mankind Project. He was the yeah. one who introduced me to a woman. Mm. He's able to be present and, and, and listen. And, and it makes a man, um, I see men like that. I meet them. It makes a man more kind. I think. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Kind listening. It doesn't make him less masculine. No, absolutely not. It actually, it, it, I think it maybe even enhances his masculine in some ways. Yeah. And I think what most women want from a man, in my opinion, is to just be heard. And men do have the tendency to want to fix and to give, you know, to give advice and men can learn that that they can just be present to, which it sounds like you've got in your relationship, which is wonderful. Yeah. And I'm doing my best right now, right here, literally practicing this masculine and feminine by trying to do the podcast, going through the questions. And in the meantime, not rushing through the questions and being present and listening, which is not so simple, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's rewarding. It's rewarding. And oh, by the way, to come back to this, why it's not easy to be present. You know, I took a couples workshop also uh, from from you, from from Woman Within. Uh, yeah. 
with uh, Reedman, Laurie and oh, Richard. Right. Laurie Reedman, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And also interviewed her on, on uh, her on the podcast about the workshop. It's it's a great workshop, and I know you you've designed it, right? The couples workshop is yeah. that what you're referring to? Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. My husband it. and I uh, created that. That's a, that's <laughs> amazing. You're you're so so humble. You you've done as incredible things. The organization, the couples workshops. I'm going to talk about how you got how you got to to really inc- create those incredible m- machines. <laughs> so we'll talk about it. But um, mm-hmm. on the weekend, on on the couples weekend, there is this idea of men are about conquer, women are about surrender. Mm-hmm. So, and this is that something I found I was not comfortable with, and many women are not. Because we feel that surrender is about losing your power, right. and it's it's weak, in fact. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you what do you think about the surrender? Is it, it is connected to that feminine strength, right? The surrender, exactly, very much so. Yeah, surrender can be very misconstrued as giving up, being a doormat, that kind of thing. Uh, but surrender is very powerful when you can can realize there's certain things that you cannot, um, that you cannot change. And it's about surrendering to accepting what is. And that's, that sometimes takes a lot of work and a lot Mm -hmm. of understanding. Uh, Also the, we come into uh, specifically about couples, we come into relationships with a lot of baggage from our past that still, that still can really, uh, be toxic to a relationship. And so if we can realize what is it that we're doing that we did as a child in order to survive, we don't need to do anymore in a relationship with a partner. Mm-hmm. So it's about surrendering and, and giving up that trait, not, not surrendering and giving up who you are as a person. And that can make you stronger when you can realize there's those things that don't work anymore in your life. And it can just, be quite scary. I agree. It's because you very surrender. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they kept you safe for many years, whatever they were. Um, so uh, trying to think of an example um, is, for instance, my, my biggest childhood wound is abandonment. My dad was not there for me. And so I had to give up my fear of abandonment. I had to surrender my fear of being abandoned by my husband in order to be present in the relationship mm-hmm. uh, because if he if he even went into his office and closed his door sometimes my little girl got activated my little child inside got activated and I felt abandoned so I had to find ways to heal that part of me mm-hmm. so how do we find strength to surrender is it through deep breathing what what can get what process can get us there if we, um, yeah, just think well, first of all, it's awareness because it will, it will happen immediately. And your, uh, we talk about the brain in the couples weekend, the reptilian brain, which, uh, which will be activated immediately. And there's no way to stop that. However, the, the forebrain, the big brain can realize, oh, I'm into, you know, I'm really getting triggered is a word we use. I'm getting triggered. So it's about stopping being aware and saying, sometimes saying an affirmation to yourself, I am safe, or this is now, this isn't then. Um, and to, to really realize that you're in that spiral 
Mm-hmm. And then it, you can get out of it much faster than to just mm-hmm. let it let it play out naturally it will not work usually. Yeah, the awareness is probably key here, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the deep, deep awareness of that trigger, whether it's in the body, um, in your head, whatever thoughts are coming, mm-hmm. whatever sensation in the body. And instead of acting on that impulse and, and mm-hmm. being reactive, you're just fully profoundly becoming aware of it. And this is exactly what um, you know, Buddhist meditation, um, Vipassana, all sort of um, uh, Eastern practices are teaching us. And Right. Yeah. Bring it again. This is our natural ability, feminine ability. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So <clears throat> it is about time that we teach our masculine counterparts, <laughs> men, to, to, to right. learn this power. Char, tell us a little bit about how the organization started, because it is a big organization, so many women involved across the world, um, in, in Europe, in Africa, in New Zealand, in Australia, in America, these weekends are happening. Um, and you are the one who started it. You're the founder. There are so many people that want to start companies, right? I'm mm-hmm. starting one, and it's also scary. Mm-hmm. So tell us how it all started. What were you thinking? Were you visioning it to be as big? How did it all begin? Okay. Um, no, I did not envision it as being big. <laughs> uh, actually, Mankind Project, which you referred to earlier, is sort of our, our brother organization, if you will. It's the same thing for men where they look at themselves and and, and heal wounds of the past. Um, so my husband started the Mankind Project. And at the time I was teaching nursing at the University of Wisconsin. And uh, so I was working mostly with women. Most of the students were women. There were a few men. Most all of the faculty were women. Um, and uh, but the, the partners of the man who had done the Mankind Project came to me and said, we want something like this for us. And they came to me because I was married to my husband who was one of the founders of Mankind Project. And, uh, and my first response was, <laughs> no, I, I work with women all the time. I don't need to do something else for women. Uh, so my first, I had the resistance. Mm-hmm. And then finally, just some of us went to a workshop actually in California called Women, Sex and Power. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, and it's Justin Sterling, the Sterling Institute. I think they mm-hmm. still run the weekends. We actually went to this weekend and it was taught by a man on how to be a woman. And I was like, there's something wrong with this picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a powerful workshop. However, um, I just realized then that that what women need to learn is to how to be a woman from other women, because we're all we're all in this together and we can learn from each other. So. Um, and to make a long story short, the first, the first, redition, um, the first editions, if you will, of the weekend were not successful, and so we had to go back to square one. And and then we cre- I created with another woman, uh, the woman within, and um, and realized that that actually. Oh, let me back up just a minute. That what we did when we first started creating the weekend, we tried to make it more like the men's weekend. Now here you go. We were doing what we 
we did not want to teach, if you will. I mean, it was very confronting, very aggressive, very in your face. And uh, we realized that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so Woman Within is more nurturing, but it's also very, um, it's, what would you call it? Encouraging women to really stand in their power, not to. Uh, just giving space, as you said, right? Being there for them and trusting yes. them to discover themselves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's about what I talked about earlier, learning how to be present and not yeah. push women mm-hmm. to, to do something that they're not ready to do. So, so then we started, um, there were like a group of maybe six or seven women that designed, helped us design the first weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's pretty much still the same 35 years later. I mean, it's obviously gone through some renovation, if you will, but for the most part, it's still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I had no idea that it would spread like it did. It was, it was a hobby. I was a full-time professor and I, doing weekends was, you know, was a lot on my plate and I had young children. And uh, so, uh, but it, it kept blossoming and, and um, so I think something bigger than us was in charge of the growth. Yeah. And, and it does look like it was a, a hero's journey that mm-hmm. you were offered something you were suggested to do this and then you had a refusal it was a call and then right. you refused the, yeah. used the call and then something happened again you want yeah. to see this other we, uh, weekend women women sex and power and then you just you're compelled you, yes this is the I, I have to do it this is not the right beautiful way, way of saying that yeah and then what's <laughs> interesting is that like in any any business, you just have to keep going and doing because your first version doesn't always work. Second no. version may not, third may not work. Right. And you just have to engage with your user. You have to engage mm-hmm. with your client, customer, um, just to keep refining, refining. And this is what happened, right? And you just exactly. went yeah. along. But yeah. something moved you. You said something else was moving you, right? Like, high, like a higher power, you would higher, say? Yeah. Yeah, I real I don't know if what you would call it a higher power, God, whatever. Anyway, I believe I was. I mean, there's many times, Elena, that I wanted to quit. I was mm-hmm. so there were so many things that little little things, big things that would happen where it looked like it wasn't going to work. It wasn't. It was you know it wasn't the right thing. But it just it was very clear that there was something in me that kept saying, "No, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going," and um, so. So Char, now 30 years later, as you look back, what what do you think about what happened? Well, I think I did a lot of surrendering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I stopped trying to be in control so much. In fact, one of the things that happened in 1990, I think, was it it started as a for-profit corporation, and then we changed to a not-for-profit in 1990. And that was was a huge, uh, Mm -hmm. huge change because that... That was a surrender of before I was totally in control because I was running the organization um, Mm. with a lot of help, but still I was the one that was in control and then I had to give up control and now a board of directors runs the organization. And, uh, and that's, and that's why it could grow. I think if I had stayed Mm. uh, wanting to have the control, I think it would have shriveled and died. Um, So Mm -hmm. it was, it was really important that I gave over that. 
So it, it, it's almost like having, well, it is a board of uh, directors and other minds, like a mastermind, right? In a sense. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's an important lesson for anyone who wants to build, build a company that there are times that you have to have other people help you. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. right. exactly. And yeah. that's very important to ask for help at times. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. So and I do uh, want, go ahead. Oh, I just do want to tell your listeners that it's really important that you continue to listen to what I call your inner voice. If you particularly if you're building a company or if you're doing following your path, uh, because it can get drowned out so easily by everybody else's uh, voice. Um, mm. There were many times when people wanted to change the weekend to be different, to be like a 12 step program or something like that. And I said, no, that's that's not we don't want to do that because we want this program to be for any woman with any issue uh, that she can come with we will work with her from wherever she enters the program. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it stayed that way because it's unique in its own way and focused on that, that idea of honoring the feminine, the feminine strength and helping women, as you said earlier, many women have pain or trauma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and surely we work through these things through therapy and the things that we mm-hmm. do. But what Woman Within offers is a type of healing through, like as we spoke earlier, through visualizations, um, meditations, and processes. But also one other important element is the, the archetypes. Is that okay to, oh, yeah. to mention that? No, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't deal a lot with the archetypes on the signature weekend, as you called yeah. it, which I love that term mm-hmm. uh, but th- we do what it is another weekend and actually it's called woman within level two now it used to be called wholeness and we changed the name back to one within level two um, and that's where we focus on the archetypes of women and um, when I started the weekend I knew nothing about archetypes I didn't even know about Carl Jung or anything like that so it's something that I have learned by working with women through the years um, and about working with my own personal um, uh, personal problems and issues. And uh, what, what um, we focus on in the level two of Woman Within are nine archetypes. Mm-hmm. And they are infant, child, adolescent, lover, mother, warrior, queen, crone, and shadow. Yes. And there's, there's hundreds of archetypes out there. And yet these are the ones that we work with with women and help them to d- discover how all of these archetypes can work together to really empower them. For instance, I lived most of my life just in mother and lover archetype. I did not know my warrior. I didn't know my queen. I didn't know my crone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the infant, child, and adolescent take over <laughs> and try to run my life. So, mm-hmm. so it's really important to balance all of them. Yes, yes. And, and this was actually the workshop, five-day workshop, I right. think. Um, I remember that very clearly. And uh, this was just a whole other level, as you say. It is level two, truly. Yeah. Mm, again, magical. Uh, again, led by women. And uh, is it 
the same because when I went to, there were a lot of performances. It's, it's the same, right? Yeah. 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 Right. This is different from the original weekend in the sense that uh, there is what we call a lecture, mm -hmm. um, a presentation on the archetype, and there's a lot of drama associated mm -hmm. with it or performance, I guess you would say, and uh, and some explanation of what the archetype's about. And then you do an experiential piece to really get that archetype in your body, yeah. in your mind, and in your emotional body. You get to embody it and experience it and balance it. Right, exactly. I remember a powerful um, archetype of a warrior that was truly incredible. And uh, it was almost, to me personally, it felt like, like ecstasy. I felt such a euphoric feeling. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, I, I saw one girl do like a haka, a little bit of a haka dance. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this is it. And, and, I'm, and I went in and I'm like, it's natural. I started doing a sort of like some sort of haka, but in my own way. And it was yeah. very different. And you feel like we all ha <clears throat> have our own way to move, to dance. Right. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with Sufi. In Sufi, yeah. they have those incredible um, exercises where you find your own movement. And this is mm -hmm. to what I did in, in, on Woman Within Level 2 yeah. um, with the Warrior. I found my own movement and I channeled that energy and it was absolutely magical, magical. Yeah, yeah. there was, was actually a story that a, a woman who did that process that you're <clears> speaking of, um, she, she tells the story about how it saved her life. She was in an accident. Uh, and went over a cliff and uh, was was really, I guess, very, very hurt. And the the um, EMT, the emergency people came and she knew that she was not going to make it if she didn't have a helicopter to get her out of there. And she said that was when she pulled up her warrior energy and she said, get me a helicopter now. And she still claims to this day that this saved her life. But if she had not had that experience, she doesn't think she would have survived. So it's just, you know, that's just a one that's powerful amazing. example. Yeah, 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 that's, it's, it's, it's magical. And of course, the other important part is the shame. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. strong. And uh, I, I think shame keeps many people, women limited. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, so the it's... weekend, that, that workshop particularly also, helps women tap into it, see it, talk about it. Because there are times when women carry shame until the rest of their lives, not, not able to articulate it, speak about it, and not allowing themselves to have more in life, something that they can have, they're allowed to have, they deserve to have, but they're not allowing themselves because of something they did or said or um, experienced. Mm -hmm for whatever reason in their life and, yeah. and that we that workshop really goes deep into that and I remember sharing with other women and it was profound to hear stories and and just it's magical it's so yeah. so magical and is there anything you wanted to say about that well just that there's there's many times when women um, share things on the weekend that they've never shared with anybody ever and how healing that is. And that really is what heals the shame is the ability to voice it, to voice whatever the uh, trauma was. So yeah. it's very powerful and magical. It is. It is. 
what how can we talk about is there any way to talk about the weekend do you want more women to participate in the weekend because i know i understand it's not that commercial you don't see advertisements no no you don't no and you well, don't want there to be advertisements of course with covid we yeah. we've been shut down having weekends what's what's exciting is we did um just do skills we were able to do it online through zoom so that worked well but you can't really do the weekend on zoom we no, no definitely not <laughs> i'm sure you can understand that oh yeah <laughs> so yes so i mean we uh we really want to grow uh the weekend and the one way we're doing that is through what we call open circles um open circles means that if you can come and sit in a circle of women and i think that's one of the powerful parts of the weekend and of femininity, if you will, is that women have been sitting in circles forever, for many, many ages. And, uh, and we're, re, we're, we're reinventing that, uh, uh, if you will, and the power of that. But anyway, the open circles, anyone can come to. And it's free. And it's free. It's free. In fact, we have um, about, oh, I don't, I'm just going to guesstimate. We probably have 100 open circles around the world. In fact, I just got an email from a woman in Singapore that wants to start Woman Within there. <laughs> and she's actually from Thailand, married to a German uh, man. Uh, but anyway, she's very, um, very keen on, and that's the way we, we want to start is by giving women a safe place to come and just share um, in a circle of women and feel, start to feel safe there and then maybe feel safe enough to do the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of our, if you will, marketing tools, if you want to call it that, but one way we give women a taste of what it's like to be able yeah. to share with other yeah, it's women. It's a good way to say it, giving women a, a taste, even though yeah. they can sit there, they're not required. They no, right, well, exactly. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, they can pass, they, they can just listen Yeah, and it can it can make a huge difference. Any other ways, or is this the only way to spread the idea about the woman within the weekend? Um, well, the Mankind Project has been one of our best, if you will, marketing tools that women who see the changes that their partner go through if they're in a heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, they say, I want this for myself. We get mm-hmm. a lot of referrals from the Mankind Project. Very um, true. That's how I came to, to yeah, women. You're right. So... So that's been our biggest um, way of women getting to know about it. And men have what they call a graduation celebration where, where they speak about their experience and then their, their partners or their mothers or sisters or whoever attend. And that's the way they get a taste of mm-hmm. what this could be for them. And then, of course, word of mouth. Right. That's the biggest one, word of mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, have you ever considered doing anything like PR or being in the news or being written about in the magazine or, or something like that? Or do you prefer to just do open circles and, you know, Mankind Project, word of mouth? Do you no, I've actually, doing? we've actually contacted Oprah a couple of times and it didn't go anywhere. So, um, and we're also aware that we have to have the infrastructure. If we put it out there big in a big way, let's say on Oprah, or maybe there's some, mm. someone that's more visible these days. But anyway, um, do, are we ready for the onslaught, say, that oh, we might yeah. could get? Um, I know Mankind Project was on Phil Donahue years ago, 
and they weren't ready uh, to take the onslaught that came. I mean, they, they managed it, but it's, it's about be, be having the infrastructure in order to do that. So I think yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. Would you like, do you want the organization to get to that place to, to become larger and bigger so we can, you could handle that, that amount of. I, I think on, on some, my vision is, is yes, I think at some point I would love for this to every woman to have the opportunity. And I do want to say that I don't know if this is for every woman um, in South Africa. We, we tried to believe that it was for every woman, but the women that were living in the um, townships, they were, they were in the survival stage of life and they weren't really in the stage of life that uh, was, was trying to achieve your potential. And it, it, I'm not sure that it did any damage, but it just wasn't something that resonated with them. Mm -hmm. So we, we've now we've, yeah. So now we've constructed things that are more programs that are more simple. Uh, I don't know if you want to say simple, but, but aren't as, are, don't take as much time as a weekend. Oh, you have programs that are meeting these women on their, on, yeah. I guess you could say level of needs, right? Exactly. There's this needs yeah. Hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The needs hierarchy. Yeah. So, mm. and so I think that is true. There's, there's sometimes that women need something different than the weekend. So it's not the end all be yeah. all. Yeah. 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 What are, Char, what are some of the, biggest lessons you would say you've learned from woman running woman within for 30 years, or like if you like top two or three lessons. The, the, the first one I realized is how magnificent women are. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the very first weekend we did. Uh, it was, it was almost like being in a magical place that I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go home. Actually. Uh, I was so enchanted by, the magnificence of women that yeah. I that I never knew, even though I'd worked with women for years at the university, it was a whole different level mm. that that I was able to see. What is this magnificence? Well, how would you describe it? What well, is? I would describe it as a diamond that women yeah. have many, many, many facets, and and if you just shine the light on that diamond, it just radiates all over the place and uh so I mean, that's why men give diamonds to women right <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's where it comes they from. want to yes yeah right. interesting okay um and then the, the truth is there is a shadow part of women what i don't know if we want to go into talking about shadow sure yeah a shadow is the the part of us that we don't want to own that is really us um but what I have learned is that women can really hurt each other through backstabbing, through uh, gossiping, mm. and um, not physically hurt, but emotionally hurt each other. And so it's about getting aware of how we might do how we might do that and hurt another woman. Um, I mean, even women who get involved in affairs are really hurting another woman. And I won't go into that in depth, but anyway. So I realized that there is a shadow in me. It's, it's a shadow and it's inconsiderate. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then there's the light um, side of women, which what I've learned is that women, all women are natural leaders. That, that I, you know, there's this, this debate about is leadership learned or is it natural? Is it whatever? Mm -hmm. But I, I have learned that every woman has the ability to lead. 
And if, even if it's just their children or if it's a friend, and that's again, going back to where we started about learning how to be a presence, how to hold space is about leadership. So um, I've just been amazed at how much when women can tap into that, how they just blossom and become so much more fully who they are. Wow, this is incredible. And you're right, when we're coming back to this whole strength, feminine strength, the presence and and power to, this is leadership. It it is leading because when you surrender, you actually connect with all throughout and out all that is. Mm -hmm. That's really the power, right? That's right. It's no boundaries. And it, and that, to whichever you are connecting through the power of surrender, it's it's helping you hear the truth within yourself, mm-hmm. helping right. you be more authentic and helping you be more caring of another person and listen to their truth. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the big ones, I think, that I can... Magnificence of women, which is... Women are like diamonds. They're multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the shadow part, which is also important to talk about that. Right. Feminine does have a shadow. You said the gossip, the gossip part, the emotional hurt um, by, you know, being inconsiderate or maybe even using feminine to, you know, get to certain things. Right. Right. Yeah. In life. So, and these are the parts that are, also important to see and know and heal and, and, and be aware of yeah. woman within allows you to be more, con- more loving and considerate of other women. And exactly. Their magnificence. Yeah. And that can end many, many things that are hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing is the, the power of sitting in a circle of women. I think that's one thing I did not know before I started woman within is sitting in a circle of women. Uh, and I still, Woman Within has, after you go through the weekend, we have what we call Woman Within Circles that you can join and continue your work with a, a circle of women. And I'm st- I'm in two right now. They're both virtual at the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also go online and join an open circle. Um, anyone can do that. And There's we're going to, I'm sorry? There's many, many opportunities, yeah. Many opportunities, and we're going to leave all of those links below the video so that women okay. can join and learn about the circles. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, we are almost finishing, but I wanted to ask one more question because there's a lot of conversation <clears throat> after Me Too movement and something that I've been you know, talking to people and discovering online through watching some of the interviews that um, men had some secret groups on Facebook where they have discussed Me Too movements and Me Too movement and there is this idea that they were not very happy with it. They mm. were they were maybe resentful even to, to a sense. Mm. So <clears throat> I was wondering what you thought about the importance of Me Too. What's the next level of Me Too? Some some people say that there's another level for, for mm-hmm. women to think about themselves. What what are your thoughts on Me Too and what it has done and what could be even more amazing after that. Yeah, right. Well, I think Me Too was able to open up um, a lot of, you want to call it shame, a lot of things that women had not shared ever before because they had kept it a secret. 
So I think opening up and being able to share uh, this secret, if you will, really helped to heal. And I think the next level, I don't know if you've heard about restorative justice. No, I've never heard of it. What is that? Restorative justice is about sitting in a circle. It's a mediated thing. Like, for instance, if I had been raped, I would sit in, I would, I would be with my rapist and we would be able to heal those, those wounds from the past. And they have now circles where women can sit with men who are rapists, but they might not have been raped by them. And, and the point is to be for it to be healing and to resolve the conflict that happened and to see the, the vulnerability of the men uh, owning, owning their part as well as women uh, being able to heal. And this was started by, I think her name's Elisa Ackerman in California, A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. She mm-hmm. started this uh, restorative justice program and it has been amazing uh, healing opportunity. And this is real men, real men or imaginative, real men? Real men. Real, men. real rapist or, or right. playing the part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, so what I'm hearing is that this is helping women see the other man as a human being who's, who's, who may have done this horrible thing out of his own ignorance or pain or, right, right. or not knowing better. And so there's a forgiveness element there. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah. And that's the other piece of it. It's the forgiveness mm-hmm. element that really can do the healing. And I do believe that one of our powers that we have as women is forgiveness. Yes, I agree. Yeah. 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 So that's probably to me, it looks like the, the next level of the me too, where women have mm-hmm. are expressed that pain, what has happened, uh, whether it's, you know, in entertainment business looks like it was mainly entertainment or any, anywhere where the mm-hmm. men in the positions of power. And, um, while it may appear to some people that they are being the, in, the, in the position of a victim, you know, mm, right. that's why some men were a little bit upset about it as they, as I've heard in, you know, the Facebook groups where they just being, being resentful, especially those that mm. may have not done anything like that right. or maybe have done something in the past where they felt like, but I was let on, you know, they feel like mm-hmm. but it's not just me. So they get a little angry about it. Right. So, and as women express these things, it's, it, it was an important movement. It was important for them to speak up because they didn't speak up. Right. And the second level of all of this is also seeing the other man and, and, and seeing their pain, their right. not knowing. And maybe it's the cultural work the culture was mm-hmm. for many mm-hmm. years at that time. Men didn't know better. They just weren't doing what right. other men were doing. Yeah. And Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not yeah. unlike the reconciliation uh, that South Africa did when they went after the apartheid, mm-hmm. where they did reconciliation between the blacks and whites and colored. So, yeah, um, it's it's the next. I mean, this has been uh, something that's happened through the years to try to perform healing is to bring bring the conflictual parties, if you will, together and provide them a place to really uh, be vulnerable and speak their truth. And, and they are mediated. It's not just like you don't set up a session with your rapist and going yeah, out to them. Of course. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, think it absolutely. needs to be guided. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this amazing time. And we, I feel honored. We all feel honored for sharing your story and um, all the information. Um, I, I do hope that our, I, I know that our reader, uh, our listeners and people who are watching this have enjoyed it and, and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll check out the links and um, start considering. Um, Perfect. The wonderful job. Even if it's not at that, at this very moment, it can be at a later mm -hmm. time. And that's right. what I found for me when I'm interested in something, it may take me a year before I get to readiness. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready. Woman with right. something that you may not be ready right now, but you will be ready a year from now. Yeah, or, or absolutely. Later. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity of getting the word out about the woman within organization. Really appreciate your passion and your experience with it. Thank you so much, Char.